Yes, ma'am. We are talking about what do we teach our children about hate? Um, And you can say that many ways. You can say, what do we teach them about hate? And how do we teach them about hate? And how do we uh, show up in examples of hate for them to for other kids and other people so um, I mean I know why people hate but kids may not understand why people hate and you know why would I purposely teach my hate other people is beyond because it's just something I don't do but I know families do that out of beliefs out of ignorance out of prejudice and you know I just really want to dig into what are we doing as parents to prevent the growth of hate within our house which will ooze out of our house and go into other places and into other people through our children so um for me with my family being like super diverse um and we have a lot of cultures blended yes there's i can't say there's anybody in my family that's prejudiced or racist um but people who have married into other ethnicities their parents and their grandparents are racist um where they had to completely just cut that off and just deal with their immediate family um it's just it's just like really toxic like you know, I do love my grandchildren, but I don't understand why you had to marry an N-word oh. type of stuff. And um, for for my aunts, I will say there is a colorism hatred mm-hmm. um, that's mm-hmm. self imposed. But mm. I don't I don't take my girls around those aunts because I don't I don't want that put on them. Like their skin is better than anybody else's because that's a whole other thing. So what do you think about the hate teaching for kids today? Yeah, you know, I feel like it's, I don't think people necessarily think that there's real any real consequence to it. Mm. I don't think that they know themselves what the consequences to it is. I mean, that's the only thing I can think of because why would you put your child in a position of, possibly getting the end of me mm-hmm. I'm just saying, think about that your child you're you're teaching your child all these terrible things you know teaching them that you know you you let them know who you who does the boss when you get to school or whatever they tell them i don't know i just imagine <laughs> conversation right <laughs> right and then you get the, the kids get to school and they're just acting the fool and you're like man one day you, we've all seen it we've seen somebody be taunted and taunted and taunted and then it just goes down yeah, and I don't think parents are thinking that responsibility responsibly about what they teach their kids. Yeah, and um, I I don't think like the games are helping. The YouTube is helping. The, no, um, this this hate speech, um, crimes that are clearly hate crimes that are not being said that they are hate crimes because um, maybe is more white imposed so. They were just having a bad day. Like, but if it was any other race, right? The first thing in in the article is going to be a hate crime or a racist attack. 
um, attacking versus discussing. Like people don't know how to have a discussion and not attack other people. Um, the peer pressure of hate, biases, anything like anti-American, mm-hmm. ableism, um, perpetuating violence. Like if somebody if somebody says this to you, you punch them in the face. Or, you push them or um, you trip them in the hallway. Like all of that is like leading up to your child as being a bully. Yeah. And even yeah. if, if kids aren't shown the proper love or balance in a household, being that they need someone to love on them, they're mm. per- they will purposely go to daycares, camps, and um, schools and become complete terrorists in the hallways to other kids because they need to feel like some type of hierarchy. Like you're going to see me, you're going to acknowledge me, even if it has to be in a negative sense. Mm-hmm. And parents love to disconnect from, oh, I don't think such and such meant it that way. Or yes. playing, they weren't really bullying or they're just playing or they're just friends or oh, y'all being soft stop yeah. y'all, y'all see it's just soft how yeah. you making that soft boy soft like that how you gonna know how to fight the world like you think that's what we have to do like that's what you believe that our we just have to teach our children to fight the world we can't teach them how to be a part of not having to be a part of fighting the world I'm, somebody what now I feel like an old lady trying to grab something. <laughs> I don't want to teach my kids how to fight. I would love to teach my kids how to fight, but I don't want to teach them that that's level one of what you do first. Exactly. And I, I don't even like, I just remember this. I remember my, my youngest daughter, she was, I think she was in like second grade. And I say this to be very sensitive because I'm not saying this in the sense to paint a picture of anyone in particular. I know the Asian community is really going through it right now. Um, but it reminded me of the fact that, you know, white supremacy itself is something that hits everybody and everybody sort of is a part of it. You talk about colorism, mm-hmm. like old, older folks, like older West Indian folks, Ooh, yeah. that colorism thing, deep, deep. <laughs> okay. It don't even make any sense, but it does make sense if you think about the time they grew up in, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? But my, my daughter, she's at school. I remember she was crying. And I'm like, why, you know, Karina, why are you crying? And she's just like, because um, this little girl, one of the little girls didn't want to play with me. And I'm like, oh, so I'm going to ask some questions. Like, well, what, are your, what do they look like? Mm-hmm. And she, you know, the kids, they used to call everybody yellow and peach and, <laughs> and brown <laughs> and, you know, orange and colors. So, you know, she's telling me about her yellow friend or her white friend, mm-hmm. oh, the, fr- the people that she thought was her friends. And, you know, I'm listening to her and I'm thinking to her, you know, I, all I could say to her was, you know, Karina, some people just don't want to be your friend and that's just okay. Like right. without even going into like the colorism thing, because she was, was going to go way over her head or the w- racism it was going way over her head. But she understood then that there's just going to be people that are going to have friction with you and you just have to be able to walk away with them. So don't react to that hatred. Just, you know, realize that those people ain't for you and that's okay. Mm-hmm. You know? And I, um, I'm always trying to push that on my oldest to let her know like people don't have to be your friend yes you to play with other people you don't have to do what they do you don't have to follow them at the playground um you don't have to participate in how they want to do things that's a decision and yeah. when it comes to like racism 
especially when I'm watching like documentaries, I'm always purposely explaining it to her. Like there's still some people today who just don't like you because of your skin. There's mm-hmm. people today who won't like you just because of your hair. Um, there's still some people who would tell you that you're better because your skin is lighter than mm-hmm. my skin. I'm always showing them like, you know, like what color is my skin? And are you, yes. are, I guess we'll say brown. What color is your skin? Brown. What color is on your skin? Brown. What color is your dad's skin? Brown. Like there, mm-hmm. we are different shades of brown, but we right. are still considered quote unquote black to the outside world. And I, I, I need them to understand that that doesn't mean anything. Mm. but um i've i've never had to sit there and explain to my kids homophobia yet i've never had to explain to them transphobia yet yeah Um, but i think it's a lot to do with also what you talk to your kids about and what you avoid talking to your kids about because kids can pick up on you dislike something because you never bring it up and you don't talk about it and it's the elephant in the room. Yeah. Yeah. More than I think we even, like now I know, like looking back, I was like, damn, I was nosy as hell. I knew everything that was going on in my house. How could, you know, I know these kids. So I'm very yeah. conscious of like, you know, let me make sure that, and then sometimes I'll talk about, y'all y'all overheard me and daddy talk about something? Mm-hmm. <laughs> They'd be yeah. like, yeah, no, 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 weird. I'm, okay, let's talk about it. Okay. <laughs> You know, so it could be anything like, you know, if we're talking about money, like those kids, they'd be like, so my, my son, he'll be like, mommy, you know, we can go, we could sell, uh, we could go and buy this thing. We could sell 50 of them. Listen, yes, one day you're going to be an entrepreneur. I'm so proud of you for having ideas, but could you just get your schoolwork done? That's just, that's the least <laughs> I ask, but I never, I've noticed though with this generation, at least my experience with my kids, I used to ask them all the time, like, you know, are y'all getting into fights? Like, what is school like? Are y'all in, like, is it scary? You know, because I'm thinking about our experience going to school. It was scary sometimes to go to school in the 90s. Like, kids was angry as fuck, okay? Stabbings were up, <laughs> okay, all the time. I'm from South Florida, and people like to stab. It's just a thing they like to do. Um, so, <laughs> girl, it is. So, I don't know what kind of hate they were raised, getting raised up in their household, but I do know that, like, flashing forward, the it I think that it's the the political stuff I think is the thing that really started to kind of poison I think what what my kids their generation and what they were growing up in because they actually had a lot of great friendships mm-hmm. I'm not it was that one time that my daughter two times I can recall okay I take all that back there was there was people that they had to get called a couple times. <laughs> because mm-hmm. they had to defend themselves somebody you know th- doing something bothering them but that could just be generally bothering them I've never had it be something that was like racial related except for that one time when Karina was telling me about her friends and I was like okay this is still real I guess they're still teaching them that in America you know right. so but it's just like even you know in the workplace we have like diversity uh management we have like all these people randomly they started hiring and all of a sudden the perfect person for that has to be black no Mm. no have someone of a different ethnicity it doesn't necessarily have to be black i actually would rather it be someone who is of a different ethnicity so we can all learn something you know and so them picking out black people for this job 
we have our first black CEO. We have our first, you know, African American this. I hate that. I hate seeing that in articles. I hate seeing that in history books. I hate seeing that for like the first thing you describe me as. Because if it was, mm-hmm. you're not going to say the first white. You're not right. going to say the first Indian. You're not going to say the first Asian. It doesn't yeah. matter what their ethnicity is we can see them what right. did they do that's so great how did they contribute to the point of this article or the point of this invention or creation and i i'm not saying i don't want to talk about who people are but let's stop making it the first this because it all it's saying is okay we just let one of y'all motherfuckers in I mean, yeah, I mean, I think it's saying that. I think it's saying the fact that we know that white supremacy is a real thing and it it just really validates that, right? The fact that we have to consider letting you in because we need one of you. It's yeah. it's there's no reason for us to get to to keep denying that we have a, you know, we're living in a white supremacist society because it does exactly what your point is. You're some and then when you do get the job, let's say you are qualified, you're black, you're qualified, right? Mm-hmm. You get the job. You might have questions like, "Did I get this job because I'm the token, or because I know I, I, I know I fuck shit up?" But I mean, do I fuck shit up? Because you know what I'm saying, like, you know what I'm saying. Like, it's you just you have you have that in the back of your mind. So it's this constant thing. It's like really psychological. It's like deep. Like you know what I'm saying. You don't have to be this hard, but it's been this hard. Let me and say, you know, mm-hmm. this past Friday, yeah. I, was, mm-hmm. I was at home in training and. The person that's like, you know, supposed to keep in touch with the employees and stuff. She was like, um, I just have a question. Has anybody checked out the diversity um, website? Everybody in the Zoom is like, no. But predominantly, <laughs> there are more Black people in my mm. training than any other ethnicity, right? Mm. And so somebody was like, yeah, I clicked on it, but I didn't sign up for anything. Well, um, can you guys just check it out? And it's kind of this this push to yep. this section that we created just for you. And I need you to tell us what you think. And I need you to tell us how you like it and to join different groups. First of all, if I was interested in joining a certain group to big up my humanism of who I am, then yeah. I'll search for it. But all I wanted to do today was clock in, understand what yes. I need to understand for training, and that's it. But I understand that these big companies have to check off this checkoff list to make sure they're not excluding anybody. Mm-hmm. Real thing. The real thing is if a job is posted within a job internally and so many people want to go for that job, no matter what, all... Black people are going to talk to other Black employees to see what's needed for the job. Did they did they apply to the job? Blah blah blah. All yeah. people are going to talk to other many people to see. Da, 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 da. I'm not saying that we don't want to intertwine and talk, but we understand when it comes to hiring, either externally or internally, there are way more factors than are you knowledgeable and qualified to do this job. Mm. that's why jobs say <clears throat> it is optional for you to tell us what your ethnicity is mm. and it is 
know for you to tell us if you're disabled or whatever. But the the real thing is, even if you don't click the thing, once you get the job, they're going to fill in that for you. So it's really not optional. Because they have, I mean, yeah. they have to hire a certain percentage of Asians. They have to hire a certain percentage of whites. They have to hire a certain percentage of blacks in order to get certain awards and funding at the end of every year. Yeah, that's why whenever I fill out an application, and this was a part of my white supremacy purging in progress as well, um, I just do other human. And I, I dare them to ask me and be like, <laughs> um, can you fix that? No, 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 that's right. They you saw that properly. They'll never to fix it. But once you do, once they do what they do on their side, as far as like description and checking off boxes and making sure they have a certain percentage, they're going to do it for you. Like even I mean, the, I purpose- my hope is... My hope is that lady, she looks like she's not paying much attention anyway. But if she does pay attention, I dare her to be like, excuse me, excuse you. What's that say? <laughs> Thank you, ma'am. Oh, my okay? And I oh. urge everybody else to just do it and then just rebel. And then when they'll be like, oh, I don't remember what they were. I don't remember. I want to say she was black. I want to say she was, wasn't paying much attention. I messed up on that billing statement. Mm-hmm, he wasn't paying attention. Thank you. Um, and then y'all will see that everybody up in here is telling y'all that we're going to be humans. And thank you. We don't want to do it. We don't want to do the labels, the black, the white, the Asian, all this foolishness. That's what they've been doing to help teach these kids how to hate. Whether it's in their household or when you go to school, you're going to see somebody be like, God damn it. Did he just call me in there? Mommy, <laughs> daddy, <laughs> this will happen today. And we'll, we'll get more in detail on that because I have a point where workplaces have a different mindset depending on the ethnicity that you are as far as like can you do the job but mm. i'm gonna get into some of these messages let's see yeah yours yeah yours who we got ashley i really wish we didn't to teach our kids hatred we need to be no more considerate so, our kids don't need that hate be to be put in their lives I mean, there's too much hate in this world already, and I personally think that we all just need to get along and uh, be understanding. The kids don't need all that stress in their lives. Ain't that the truth? That is the truth right there. Rashad, Sadiq, let's see. E-Roof, fellow Scorpio, brilliant brain. Yes. She gets it, pod, dope content creator. Got to get to know you a little bit more. Both of y'all need mm-hmm. to actually hone in. I've been doing my thing. But look, I seen you was going live, so I just jumped in. What do we teach our children about hate? Me, personally, y'all can say I'm wrong about it. But I, my son's, what, eight? I don't teach him about it. I'm just kind of quick with it just to say that to make it seem like we're above it and that it exists, but we don't need to overanalyze it and not let it consume us by thinking about it too much. You know, that's my philosophy. And that when they get older, you just watch and see how the world is slowly showing them things that you were trying to hide and then explain it bit by bit how you see fit. That's my opinion. Mm. I say hide nothing, show them the world. As soon as they understand, show them. I, I was, said, I was watching Annabellum. Have you watched that yet? Yes, yes. 
And Anya was asking because she's like, "Is that real?" I said, "Yes, girl. They treated us worse than this. This is this is fluff, honey." Yes, yes. Let me tell you, <laughs> I, if my parents had not shown me the world as a child, the truth, and talked to me about the truth as a child, mm-hmm. as painful as it was, I don't think I'd be able to survive the world. Mm-mm. Because you gotta prep them. You can't just throw them out there. Yeah, yeah. That right there, that part. Messages? Mm. I'm kind of spent on the whole um, app right now, but I did want to leave a message off break because I've seen my homie E. Ruth, and she gets a pod. So, yes, hopefully uh, I can listen for a little bit, but I'm not going to interfere too much more. Peace and love <laughs> to y'all. And if y'all are new in here and you don't know these two lovely ladies, make sure y'all follow them right now. Follow them. Follow them now and share it. Don't just listen here and look at the screen, man. Clap it up, share it. It's good stuff in here. Follow Thank me, too, you. as well. Thank you. Thank you. And forgive me for this being, I said I was going to go away, but then I went on your Instagram page. I see you got the 1111 going on. Um, and if you didn't know, E. Roof is Scorpio, and my birthday is 1111. So we in here. Yes. We in here. Yes. That's what you call the definition of willful ignorance. Mm. People who do wrong and ain't trying to find out what right is. Mm. That's okay. Mm. Mm. Oh, you got Kev. You might know me, Ruth. You might know him. I might know him. Yes, that's, those are some um, great points y'all are bringing up. Um, as far as, like, the bullying and, like, the good kid, right? There's, uh, you know, I think the bully goes through a lot of hardships at home. And a lot of times the good kid just gets a lot of love and maybe coddled a little too much or has, doesn't have any element of toughness. So they usually get, you know, they usually end up getting bullied. So... For me, it's hard just having a balance of, of course, not having my kids be violent or anything like that, but at the same time, not let them be susceptible to bullies because you always have to stay up to a, a bully just, uh, sooner or later. So That's a fact. That's true. Mm. Well, whenever it comes to any isms, whether it's ageism, colorism, racism, classism, it's all about trying to to separate each other from one another. At the end of the day, we all humans. That's a fact. True. True. Yes. You said. <laughs> yes. And I guess this is a male perspective, but uh, yeah, I would um, like my worst nightmare is having one of my children hurt themselves or you know anything like that because they've been bullied at school. Like I'd rather mm-hmm. them take a wrench to school and handle mm-hmm. it that way. A wrench. Yeah, but <laughs> what a wrench. Not a perspective. Not a whole wrench, though. The wrench? <laughs> hey, yo, I'm in here. I'm here. How are you guys doing? Happy Sunday. Hopefully you're doing all good and bad things, depending on what type of person you feel like you want to be today. What do we teach our children about hate? Um, if you're going to be a hater, be a hater. That's probably what I would teach my kid, but um, I would hope that you don't teach your kid to hate. That's just some some wild shit. Um, I'm I'm ready to hear. I'm ready to hear what I got to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I think about when people teach their kids about hate? I teach. I I think about the kids from Gummo. Have you ever seen that movie? No. Oh, what is girl, it? You have to see it. It's the um. It's a movie basically about poor a poor white class of just like kids in the community 
and what they did and how they played um, mm. and absence of like real parenting and how you just really saw the grit of it and I'm just like mm. I knew this existed yes mm. I feel like maybe I did see it sounds like something I've seen is are, is, are they like an esteem like it's like a Europe and they're in England or something like that no or like they're cold kids or something no they're here in America and they're just like in the street and just moving about oh kind of like they're grown but they're kids like I remember a scene where one of the little boys was like in a bathtub eating spaghetti and the bathtub was so oh. and dirty uh, from the dirt uh, and I'm just uh, like what is going on yeah. uh, <laughs> you gotta see it you gotta see it I'm, I'm just sending you a link to that but yeah oh my gosh I gotta see that I'm black. I am not doing any type of fucking diversity training. I'm sorry. I can't do it. Um, now, if you want to do it, feel free. Be my guest. That's for y'all. That ain't for us. When I say y'all, you know who the hell I'm talking about. But it, it definitely ain't for us. Uh, we already are like marginalized as is, not only in life, but in the workplace especially. So I, I can't do it. Um, they've even asked me to join the board for it. And I was like, wait. Is there like a bump in salary for this? It's, it's almost like teaching people why racism is wrong. I can't do mm. it. I don't get mm. paid for it. It's above my pay grade. And clearly y'all ain't paying enough. So therefore, mm. nah, fuck that shit. Yeah. Yeah. I I have to push that. My thing is this. If I can't say white supremacy out loud mm-hmm. in these meetings, um, I don't go. <laughs> Um, and I'm, I, I remember when being one meeting and I was just like, yeah, it's I know I had typed it in the, the like a live stream chat thing we had. And I was like, you know, what's this white supremacy? Let's not stop calling it racism. <laughs> and I think they was like, OK, we're going to not take any more messages for the rest of the day, guys. Guys, thank you so much for <laughs> for letting us know your voice and hearing your voices. I was like, mm-hmm. Y'all don't want to tell the truth. Y'all need to tell the truth. We know what the company looked like in the org chart. Uh, that's. I want to call it hate, but it's something like close to it. I don't. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. (sighs) Growth. Growth. Okay. He was such a Scorpio. You talking about how you be trying to skew the numbers. (laughs) (laughs) Listen. You know, the funny thing about that, that he just called me a nigga thing. It's like other racists are getting more comfortable using that word now. Take them back. Mm. It wasn't just, you know what I'm saying? You got to know the history of the word, first of all. That's first and foremost. And then you got to know, like, the meanings and all that. And now, it's come to a point, like, I have a lot of Caucasian friends, you know what I'm saying? You know, some of my Caucasian friends say the word nigga, but... I, just, I got it runs me a certain way, but I gotta be like, damn, like this is today in society, like everybody's really using that word. Don't know not a damn thing about it, but they saying it. So do Mexicans or Hispanics or Asians. The word nigga is just like for everybody nowadays. It's an illusion, um, illusion that it's for everybody, but I yeah. why they feel like they can use it because. It's it's so like it's diluted in everything in cartoons yeah. and music and yeah. uh, socialization 
and uh just like let's say podcasts, blogs, whatever. And it's like that go-to word to get a rise out of people. That's why yeah. they'll do it and everybody turns on their cameras and then you know like this lady at the at the coffee shop is now all over social media and everybody knows her name and she doesn't care but she knew what word to use to get a rise mm. and that's and I why think I, also mm, go ahead that, and that's why that's why I keep saying like once we we brown skinned people that they use that word on stop getting like really riled up over them using that word first for a reaction then they'll be like okay well what else can I say to make them you know do something or say something to me and 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 act in- ignorant like people say they act ignorant and I think we'll yeah. be well I think it's also interesting it's so telling it's so telling that the the need for people to want to feel like I, I for for white people who say well why can't we say it you say it you know it's like that's not fair we shouldn't be you can't leave us out of anything we should be able to do what we want to do and it's like ugh. you had it for like I don't know two hundred three whatever how many no hundred and whatever amount of years and you use it all the time and always had some violence with it why can't we just so you know but like why do we need to why do we even need to be in a conversation like it's 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 wild to me but it's so interesting that you see the counter you know the counter argument will come in and say well that's not it's a free country why can i say it it's just why do you want to say it is the question yeah what's what what is that what is that what is the need for you to and i think even for like for black people i think it's just automatic for us you know it's like i catch myself every so often like and i god damn i said it again you know it's just because it, ha- it happens it's automatic we've been saying it all through high school all through middle school that's what we said all the time <laughs> that's just that was just it so you know it's a it's an interesting uh word in terms of how we look at it in the past and how we look at it in the future. But I don't know. I think a, a part of me is like, at some point I want it, I want us to be rid of anything that was used to describe us. Um, even if it's us taking it back, it's like, we don't have to take it back. It's like, there's nothing to take back. It's just, it's there, but I know that's going to take time. That's just my utopia. Yeah. That's a whole show within it. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm going to get up on out of here. I finally heard y'all play play my message. And just to reiterate why I feel like that is just because y'all might think it's a good idea, but I think it it dims their light. You know, Um, I feel like children have a light that you're supposed to just like keep putting batteries in. And when you teach them about like the dark side, it's hard to like get that light back in and it's going to eventually get dimmer anyway so you just got to be watching it because if you're working on making it super bright you'll notice when it starts getting dim yeah it's kind of this is what what i think about that too and it's a decision as a parent to make of like what was your kids to i um but with my mom babysitting a lot of different kids and some family she was really close to where we would we would go to like disney world together and stuff and one of her um, kids that she used to watch, her mom, like, put her into, like, just kid life. There was no news. There was no this is going on. There was no I, outside of Disney. 
there was no outside of playgrounds and and shoes that taught you how to tie your own shoes and interactive books. Even when we got in the car, it was straight kid songs, um, Disney songs. But her her child was really smart and intelligent. Like she didn't baby her. She talked to her like a grown adult, but she's very intelligent. But all she knew was kid world, right? You can do that. Yeah, but yeah. To gauge your child's personality, because if your child is enticed by newness and something they've never seen before, you don't want your child to be around someone who is okay with grown-up influence as a child, and they put them onto something new, and then they gravitate towards that, and they're like stuck. And that is why yeah. I give my kids balance. Like, they do know what is kid-like. They do know what is not for kids. And they do know that outside of our house is a can be a happy place, but it's also a place where you have to be mindful. But at the same time, I've seen kids that have been, like, super shielded. And they have, like, holes within them because of that. And then I've seen kids that are well-balanced. And I feel like the kids that are well-balanced that had the yin and the yang, the good and the bad, and they were, you know, guided in that growth, I feel like they are better off in life because they don't get stuck on, what do you mean there's no tooth fairy? Or what do you mean there's no Easter bunny? Or what do you mean people are really out here to get? or will get me, or will do something to me. I thought everybody was nice. And I don't want my kids to think that. that They shouldn't have that happiness. They shouldn't have that light. Like Rashad said, kids do have a light, but I think you have to constantly reinforce that. Because the older you get, the more aware you get as an adult. It's adults that dim the light. Yes, yes. And it is your responsibility as individuals is my child's responsibility as an individual to have a place within them that they don't allow people to get to. And you have to teach your child that as they grow. So for me, especially as a creative, there's a, a light within me that will always be childlike. And and everybody yeah. around me sees it. I'm 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 goofy. I I seem like I'm happy all the time. And that's that light. Because the reality is I'm not happy all the time. But my life is very bright that people get that vibe from me. Yeah. And so you just teach your kids how to carry that throughout real life. Yeah. And I think I think so too, just to, just to even add to your point about, you know, the balance, right? Yeah. I mean, our children are going to be adults at some point. That's just, right? That's just, there's no way around it. We hope. We blessings, we blessings, we hope that they have longevity in life. Right. And I think that what happens is that it just depends. Like my dad grew up, my dad was Rastafarian and we grew up, it was no, he didn't play no games with no, no Easter bunny, the tooth fairy. He tried to do the tooth fairy, but then he'd end up telling us anyway. And he was like, you know, this, yes, it's it's basically like, eventually he started telling us like, this is me. And we didn't do a lot of um, what he would call pagan religion, pagan holidays. That's, the, that's yeah. what Jamaicans are calling it, right? Uh, so for us, we just learned early on that 
there's never if 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 we have information and it is what it is <laughs> we just told our kids it is what it is you know we never really we celebrated christmas but just for the holiday sake of just giving you know but not necessarily anything anything deeper than that because you know it's just what it is what it is and i yeah. think that that there there does have to be balance but i feel like your kids all of our kids have their own personalities they all have their own characteristics their own behaviors and that when we tell them the truth about the world to expect not i'm not talking about you go just go let them watch you know new jack city yeah. <laughs> at like five or something like that be like don't be like some don't be like what's the cook the what, chris rock <laughs> pookie whatever his name was don't be like him you know like you're not that's that's traumatizing but when they're like 11 12 maybe 13 14 maybe 14 15 yeah you can do that's when you start graduating them to different and you know different exposing them to to um information you know mm-hmm. so i think it's just a gradual thing but I don't think that I think children's lights dim when something traumatic happens to them. And I think that uh, the world for what it is sometimes and and at the same time, sometimes you don't have any control. Sometimes the world happens and you have to then have that conversation. But I feel like I guess what you you know, what, what to Rashad's point is, if you want to hold on to that little thing, how long as long as you can, as you as long as you can. I think that's fine for me. I think the benefits of my parents telling me the truth, it really set me up, mm-hmm. you know, so. That's good. Not really sure about what we teach our children about hate, but I do know that, you know, be it the screaming, name calling, the uh, abuses, whoopings or whatever, that will teach the brain. Your brain is not going to, your brain is going to translate any type of violence into hate, period. So, I mean, think about what you're doing to your child, and that's what you're teaching your child. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. The spankings, we don't realize. I think people don't... I didn't know this until like when I got to this whole my the spiritual experience, and you know, that was kind of like the, conver- the, 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 the conversations and the lessons and the um guidance that I was given that we were given was like you know discipline does not have to come with the rod that's not that's not the way to talk to actually teach children to to raise children and you know just coming from a you know a West Indian family if you black if you if you black you gonna you know a spanking I mean most of us know a spanking if you either saw it or you was a part of it and so you know for for a while that was sort of what we was kind of you know, you flick, you give a little pinch, you give a little flick, you know, yeah. you, you stop them from putting their hands next to something that's dangerous, that's hot. And, you know, I remember me and my friend debating about this and he was just like, nah, you got to flick that finger. You got to flick anything. You got to make sure they know it's hot. You got to make sure they, 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 you know, they feel it. They know not even, even think about mm-hmm. it. And I was like, you know, that's true. Um, but then is the responsibility then on me as a parent to do better and making sure that they're not having the access to right. the danger? You know what I mean? So is there something that I can do to not put them in that position where I have to pop them? You know, so it just made me think about them. And of course, my dad was just like, don't don't be spanking the kids. And I'm like, but that you did. Was, can someone have been there, please? And then they say, they'll be beating my grandkids. Okay. What? Yeah. That's, but, that, you know. them, them spankings took, took, my, took a little bit of my life. <laughs> a little uh, tiny bit. I'm the opposite. So my mom never believed in whoopings and any type of discipline. My mom was just like a free spirit, okay? And we were, Mm. our brothers were at war in the house. 
All she did is prepare the first aid kit. That was how mm. it was right? And I knew that that's not the type of mom I wanted to be. Because mm. I felt like a lot of this stuff could have been dealt with and settled before it got to that point. And so I don't even let my daughters fight. I don't let them have long arguments. Mm, I am petty. I do tell them they don't have to play with each other. The house is big enough for them to be in separate rooms. And I'm solution-based. So what I'll do, I'll say, if any of you come to me complaining or crying, I'm going to get both of y'all. Mm-hmm. So then that forces them to figure out their own solution. Yeah. And and that's what it needs to do. It shouldn't be one kid against the other kid. It should be we're sisters, we're family. Yeah. After you, you look after me. Let's make sure something bad doesn't happen to either one of us. Yeah. Because I think I, you know what too. I don't think we realize as well that like hate doesn't necessarily have to be. I think taught. I think it can also turn from turn from one thing come from one thing to turn into hate like mm-hmm. jealousy right like how many yep. siblings we know that are like jealous like hate each other like envious hate each other because of whatever for whatever reason and that's something that we really do try to check like everybody gets something but then also sometimes if somebody doesn't get something it's like it's okay like you're not going to always get something and this is and we're going to celebrate together why this person why one of the kids is getting something and maybe not why the other why the other isn't, isn't getting something at the time like i don't believe in like everybody has to get something with everybody just to be <laughs> make everybody happy my friends try to do that when it's their birthdays so let's say if it's Arya's birthday they'll get Anya something if it's mm-hmm. Arya's birthday is coming up again She's already talking about her birthday. She's been talking about her birthday all year and last year. And Anya is like, well, doesn't she have to share her toys? And then today, <laughs> today she wrote on a piece of paper, how many ways does Ari hate me or do I hate Ari? And I'm just like, first of all, I don't know where you're going with this paper, but yeah. I have to take it and crumple it up because this shouldn't even be a discussion. You shouldn't even be sitting thinking about this or festering about how you hate your sister. She was like, well, I just don't want to be a big sister anymore. I said, I know being a sister comes with a lot of responsibility, but <laughs> I'm, a, want it. I'm a sister too. And I can't do nothing about that. But at the same time, she doesn't like the fact that Arya is still learning personal space. Mm. And she, the fact that she has to get up and be the bigger person all the time and move or do something different for the sake of not having an argument or not having a crying fit or not fighting. And I'm just like, girl, this is life. <laughs> you're going to have to get used to it, but what we're not going to do, we're not going to make a list about how we hate each other. And I know a lot of her jealousy right now is coming from Arya's dad being more involved with Arya and her mm. dad involved with her. And her and Arya having more access to things with her dad and she doesn't. Yeah. But I also have to make it a point to have a discussion with my sister. Her mannerisms change. Mm. What you were saying about parents probably not doing something to incite hate purposely. Yeah. If I saw that her body language was changing every time she got ha- Arya got happy about her dad or going to her dad, and I didn't say anything, we didn't have a yeah. conversation. That can lead to hate. Yep. That can lead 
to her doing something to Ari when I'm not in the room. That can lead yep. to um, being spiteful and doing all of this stuff. And yep. you have to have those conversations. You can't act like, oh, your child is a saint and them being bullied every day is not bothering them even though they're not supposed to get back. No, that's going to bubble into something. Yeah. 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 And and there's other ways people can do, you know, go about that too. You know, like with our kids, like for Christmas, we usually get everybody the same thing. Everybody's going to get gift cards. Maybe everybody gets a Kindle. Maybe y'all get a, a game system that y'all all can all play together. Y'all going to have to figure out how, you know, ways that you can play with each other, uh, share the apps, go play on the apps with each other. Like there's, there's that. Um, but I really, and you know, it's so funny. I remember when I was a kid and I remember if my older sister got something, I'd be like, you know, well, what happened to me? You know, cause I was just the youngest and I was a spoiled anyway. I was like, everybody, what, somebody's supposed to share something with me. Where's the candy? Can I get some candy, please? <laughs> They're like, girl, get some, you ain't pay for, you ain't pay for this. This is my money. I'm like, oh. You know, so I used to kind of be the one waiting around, you know, you want your food? As soon as I get the food, you want your food? <laughs> like I was that much of a pest. I remember being when I was younger, but I do remember sometimes my mom and dad would get somebody something and that's just what it was. Sometimes they got things for all of us and that's just what it was. Like we had to learn that, you know, we're different people. And I think that that, you know, that having that separation, checking it too when something ain't right is so it's like critical. And I think yeah. I think a lot of people don't want to say anything because they don't want to be like, well, I want I don't want to make it seem like it's more than it is. No, it's not more than it is. It's exactly what you're seeing as seeing it for right. what it is. Just address it. Exactly. Just address like, it. I don't want to birth the strangers in my house. <laughs> but, <laughs> okay. Ain't no, ain't no locked doors. Ain't no locked doors. <laughs> like, okay. what's that? What you got going on in this room? Ain't nobody making bombs in the garage. Don't nobody have yes. AK-47s in their closet. Like, we're not doing any of this. Under the bed is clean. Your closet needs to be clean. I need to be able to see all the corners in the room. Like, yes understand how parents go months and months and months of feeding paying bills making sure this kid goes to school coming home having dinner cooking dinner and you don't know what your child is doing in your house yeah like yeah. what are you talking about yeah and and then hearing people say well i don't want to really get up in their business like that well it? your ch your child could actually be in their room consuming hate um just isn't that how some of these shooters, they ended up just consuming hateful shit just for hours and hours and hours and hours left to their own devices. Nobody's talking to them about the feelings that they have. Maybe they mad because, you know, I don't know, five years ago, dad said he was coming, but he ain't come. And that was like the, 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 the day he expected, the child expected and never, no, nobody knows. Nobody talked to this child. Yeah. And, you know, that's, that's, that is it's scary to hear people, hear parents say that. Well, I just, you know, let him be in his room or let him be, let her be in her room. And uh, don't you pay the bill in there? Go in there. Uh, they don't have any rights. I mean, they have rights, but they don't have rights. Don't say that too loud. The U.S. government is listening. I'm going to play some more of these messages. Okay. Good evening, Queens. Um, I'll sit this conversation out and just listen. Just wanted to say hello. You guys are having okay. a great evening. Hello. Thank you. You could pop into the conversation too. If you yeah. I'd love to hear it. It's not just about us. Like Also, people who don't have kids. I feel like um notice a lot with mm. kids. And mm -hmm. I, those people who don't have kids, 
and they notice a lot with other people's kids, I think their their thoughts should be heard because it can yeah. be thoughts. But sometimes they just don't feel like they have a right or a say in it because that's not their child or they don't have kids. Yeah, but I mean, the stores. Exactly. And what what about the village? Like, you know, why can't we just start having the village just by somebody saying that is not right? <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute, ma'am. Your child's been screaming for like fifty minutes, and you're over here. I remember. I remember I saw this. I, I remember how many years ago this was. I was. Um, I'm, I'm always finding some kids just out in the street somewhere. Always, I'm always taking a kid back to somebody. Where's your mommy at? Where's your show me? Like all the time. I remember I was in uh, by the mall. This is by mall. This is not mall. This is Gwinnett Place Mall. Mm-hmm. You know that uh, it ain't a mall. I don't know how it's still standing, but anyway. But um, I remember I was going into Macy's and these little, this little girl was like just standing by a pole by herself. And mm-hmm. I'm thinking to myself, like, where is your mom? And she's like, she's over there. She just told me to stand right here. And I'm like, but okay, um, where is she? She's like, she's over there. The, her mom is all in the parking lot having a whole conversation way in the parking lot. And then when she comes back up, I'm like, oh, is this your daughter? I was like, yeah, she's been here for a while. She's like, uh-huh, yeah, yeah, uh-huh, yeah, I know, uh-huh, okay, girl, uh-huh. And she just keeps walking in the store, and the little girl's like, mommy, mommy, mommy. And she, she don't even pay her no mind, girl. like not even any attention. And I'm like, this is how these kids get snatched or taken advantage of or experience something that they have no business experiencing, whatever that is. Like, just, yeah. I don't know. If you don't want these kids, there was a time where they was letting people drop off their kids at the, remember that when these people were dropping off their kids at the fire station? I mean, big ass kids, like seven, oh, <laughs> 17 year Big kids, but I did watch a documentary where um, in China, there's a place where if you had a child and you were not married, yeah. um, the woman, you can basically put them in a postal box that went into oh. a with a note or without a note <laughs> would take care of the baby because mm. it's looked down on in that culture to have a child and you're not married Damn. so they, they, that's how they would get rid of their babies whether they were prostituting or Damn. maybe they were raped or whatever and they were pregnant and they would give birth and put the baby in like a postal box and it'll basically have like an alarm on it or a ring for the orphanage and then they'll just have like a new baby randomly clean the baby clothe oh the, my baby, gosh. the baby and it, and it was wild but the story happened because this girl that befriended another girl when she grew up that was her best friend she found out that they were twin sisters Ooh. Girl, that documentary is wild. I can't even remember. Oh my gosh. But that that is a thing. But um, yeah, when it comes to kids today, I remember my my old house, my neighbor had seven kids from ages two to fourteen. And I guess she would work and the oldest one would keep the rest. And mm. Will always be outside in the street by himself, and I'm just like, "What's going on? Like, why? Are you, <laughs> why are you outside? Why yeah. is it outside in the street?" And, and, uh, yeah. and so, you know, just because you can have children or you could give birth doesn't necessarily mean that you're a parent. Yeah, and yeah. And, and 
how do you want to take it yeah and neglect is you know another way to for a child to start turning and you know looking towards being hateful it's yeah you know yes that is a thing without even being taught well, well they're being taught inadvertently but i mean it's i don't think as parents we think about all i mean even for me i'm not gonna sit here and act like i'm I still I'm I'm raising teenagers now and I'm still like figuring it out and trying to still still not my biggest thing is always trying to make sure that I'm not in their way. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm 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 preparing you, I'm setting you up, but I'm not in your way, but I'm also here for you if you need me to be in your way. <laughs> you know, and if I need to step up in your way, I'm gonna step in your way and you're not gonna tell me shit. Okay. Just you know, just a guilt because my oldest daughter, she'd be like, ah, mommy, I know I did I'm still your mom. That's what happens, and that's what it is. I'm already dealing with um, my seven year old wanting to have the last say, and I hate it. Ooh. But one thing that I know I'm not going to do that Caribbean parents, especially moms, do, yeah. and I how they show love, but it's not love to me. It's um, the it's like slight like bullying. They pick on you. They pick on your body. They. Mm point out things that you may be insecure about in yourself yeah that that's going to encourage you to make it better and it's it's something that I will never do to any of my daughters um but you know what I feel like my mom is so used to that upbringing and that culture of quote-unquote loving and Mm. that she doesn't even understand that it's a negative aspect yeah does it and girl don't let me uh facetime her because she's pointing out everything mm, mm, that's my dad i'm just like girl i didn't call you for this <laughs> i called you to let you know x y and z bye i'll call you tomorrow <laughs> it'd be too much but you know i'm not pointing out you know the things that my children may be this um insecure about um how yeah. you know bring up okay here are some resources if you have it if you're having these troubles and um I don't even want them to be like oh you have to tell me when your cycle comes no when you're around age I'm just going to have the things that young lady needs in the house you know where to get them like have to have this let me put you on blast conversation no. but uh, yeah I know I, that's not the type of parent I'm being because a lot of girls have this hate relationship with their mothers mm-hmm. not because they want to it's just because they don't understand how they communicate in their way of loving that's yeah. your child's way of loving so if I love on you know any of my daughters and that's, they don't communicate or take it in as, oh, she loves me. That's why she does this. And y'all don't have a conversation. Then she's really going to grow up thinking that I don't like her. Yeah. 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 It's something that is missed. You know, I think for our parents, I think for them, they thought that they were, that was their standards. Like the standards was this. And this is what, this is how I know that I'm achieving something as a parent because my family is meeting that standard that the community has set for us to meet. And it's like, 
yeah, but some of them standards could be challenged. Like, you know, it, it, we can push back and say this is not making any sense. You could be the rebel. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I think that in West Indian family, it's like there's not the rebel. It's, it is strong. Like, it's very like a European type of like you have prim and proper. You have to behave a certain way, which is still good because manners, you know, if uh, my our parents taught us manners like you know if i hear if i don't hear a child say thank you or yes yes ma'am or mom yes mommy or daddy it's it to me it's like this is just what i grew up hearing my dad was like you know when you speak to a person you need to address them by yes mrs this or yes mrs that or yes daddy or yes mommy and you know it makes it it's just like i know friends will be like oh it's not that it's the, when i hear kids to be like what huh <laughs> yeah. Uh, huh? yeah what and it's like uh I don't okay I'm not gonna judge because I don't know but it just said you can tell everything else is like oh this person this child probably does not say please thank you you're welcome you know yeah. whole host of things and those things do matter um you know it's just a pleasantry it's just a courtesy and it doesn't have to mean that they have to come out be somebody else other than you know who you taught them to be when they're around other people or anything like that it just means consistently no matter what that person that child is going to be polite and that's that that should should matter if we talk about real standards it should matter mm-hmm. but i think that when parents step away and you know leave, like like we were talking about earlier leave kid, their kids to their own devices and then turn around and be like i don't know how he i don't know how he ended up robbing all them stores okay girl listen i was a nosy sister i was all in my brother's rooms I knew what they were doing. I knew what they weren't doing. My mom was slipping on her pimping, and I was like, her, <laughs> fill- right? And with that, we have to be mindful of what do we shame people mm. about around our kids? Mm-hmm. Shame other people about around our kids is what they pick up on as I'm going to start yes. a kid because of this. Or you know, that kid has two moms or that kid has two dads. So I'm not going to play with them because they're weird or they're wrong or they're living wrong. Or my grandma said that that's wrong. And that's, you know, the devil and all of this stuff. And it's that like, you can't say, oh, I work with black people or I work with Hispanic people. I have no problem with them. <laughs> that, that has nothing to do with you having a problem with them or not. Right. Nothing. You just happen to work with them. Exactly. But you talk to your children about treating everyone equal. Do you mm-hmm. talk to your children about not saying certain words and why they may come off hateful or uh, mean or they stem from a certain thing or why this is not something you should say? even though other people say it. Do you talk about it or you don't talk about it because it doesn't affect you directly? Right. Yeah. Mm. So that, that's also teaching hate is not talking about it, not having the conversation. Yeah. You know, th- what happened in the store the other day or what did you see in the parking lot and why Why didn't you help mom? Why didn't you help dad? Um mm-hmm point is it none of our business and we shouldn't help like all of that is a discussion that should be had yeah and I feel like not talking about it is saying it's okay yeah it's I think I I, or at least giving the it's 
creating this false kind of narrative for the for the children to feel like you know what I just I'm gonna go I'm gonna be like everybody else and just focus on my business myself whatever's going on in the world don't matter to me and that that essentially yeah if it doesn't create hate it it creates the support of it yeah you're not getting in you're not you're not you're not wanting to uh make anybody uncomfortable you're you're trying to like you know just even that stance of well if i work with people um and they look different from me you know we get along fine at work but it's like behind closed doors though they know what's up right <laughs> you, we know the 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 person that's coming from south america or whatever mexico whatever the immigrant that we talk about all the time the black person that's supposedly maybe a little suspicious like we all know what happened when we get behind closed doors and we talk about how we felt cuz people don't realize too like you can smile all day in somebody somebody's face but you can feel somebody's energy just as, just as easily and yeah. I think people think that that's the people in America, we don't pay attention. We don't talk about energies. I mean, we're start, we're all doing it in this, you know, the stereo spaces, but largely you don't hear people talk about character or energy and those things, they're pretty critical. They want to talk about it because it's not, it's, to them, it's not evidence. Yeah. You know, and, and even when you talk about energy and spirit on social media, they will block you. They will take your stuff. Mm. They will put you on timeout. They will completely make sure nobody can see your post. I mm. have a friend that has a company and she's been going back and forth with um, Facebook and IG on her just posting about her business. And it has been a war on. Oh, my God. Do we allow the truth and let people talk? Or is there some illusion of freedom of speech? But all that. Hate- yeah can fly all the oh let me post this video of how somebody got killed it can fly you know what I'm saying and and, and then it makes you think like what are we pushing for people to see are we pushing fear more so than hope are we pushing um, ignorance more so than wisdom and 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 there's all of this stuff that's easily accessed for your kids yeah so if yeah. you if you don't talk about it, then you're encouraging it. And I just want people to be mindful, like, how do you name call people in public? What do you say when you're mm. driving and your kids is in the back? Mm. Mm. That part right there. Like, even down to physical, are you fat shaming people? Yep. Do you, do you call people retarded that are not? Um, disabled or even if they are disabled do you call them that do you explain to your kids what that is yeah do you yeah. even know that the, your kids today's words for people yeah that's something you got to constantly as a parent be teaching yourself like what does that word mean and what yep. is the creation for this and even through texting if if there weren't if there wasn't a hate a hatred being taught you wouldn't have so many uh, digital things of vanishing text mm. and pictures and and something mm. like where things t- uh, change and go away in 24 hours because yep. people have a a intention that they want to be hidden that they want to give people the illusion that I'm not doing anything wrong because you didn't see anything show me the proof there's no proof there so I'm safe yep Yep. 
we we I, and and I think that even in spaces where you hear like a lot of these like uh parenting and not only say magazines but like you know the, the there's the I I'm, I can't even think of a show right now or the magazine or what have you and it's very it's very like it's so like pacifying but at the same time I also like that it's so it's open you know, like the different type of parenting styles is is not this. Not everybody's raising their kids the exact same. But then also, you do have where a lot of people are raising their kids the exact same. We talked about this before about the cell phone. The you know, my my two year old need to have a cell phone. My five year old need to have a cell phone. My seven year old need to have the cell phone and the best phone. Um, yeah. Hmm? <laughs> what? Nope. Why? Why? Why do they need to have the best phone? Were they boss baby? Huh? Is that what you think this is? It's too much. It's too much. Hey there, people. Hope you're enjoying the show. Don't forget to check out Cozy Womb Shop, okay? The link is in the bio. You can also reach the shop at www.whoisshan.com. On Cozy Womb Shop, my thing that I'm going for right now in the t-shirts is good colors, good fun colors for the kids, for mom, for dad, unisex, and some new masks and some new colors. And I'm I'm focusing on spreading love and getting love, okay? So on there, find what you're into. I have stickers, I have hoodies, and I have mugs, okay? But we got to get into this new season of Cozy Wind Podcast while you enjoy your merch. Let's go. Back to the show. Back to the show. It is. Too much access. I'm going to play these messages. Yes. You can teach your child how to defend themselves or turn your kid into a ninja without ever having to show them that, that hate. And, I mean, justice comes with punishment. And mm. you can forgive them True. and teach them. So... If you're, I mean, if you're using that force, that brain is going to trans, it's going to translate that force definitely as hate. So just be careful with that. Same. Mm. Yeah. It's like, that's this. true. When you see um, families of other ethnicities go hunting or go camping and everybody has some type of weapon, it's okay. But then mm. when you see a different ethnicity that is rare to see, um, teaching their child how to shoot a gun or teaching their child how to use an arrow or teaching their child how to use a pocket knife. What do you think about this? It turns into this think piece. There's nothing to think about it. I'm happy that that child is being taught the proper way through classes and someone who is certified to teach this how to yeah. handle it. But it's not saying... I want my child to walk around with this gun freely and do whatever they want with it. I want my child to be educated on this gun. For right. me, being a mom and being a gun owner, I will be allowing my seven-year-old to get gun training classes next year because I have a weapon. Do I have it just sitting in my house? No, it's locked up. Uh, yeah. But I have a weapon and there may become a time or emergency where I would I can't get to it and I need her to either bring it to me or know how to handle it if she's by herself and she's in danger. I would rather her be educated on how to properly use it. 
Yeah. It's the education part. People always say, you know, people with guns that have kids, um, they're just, you know, setting themselves up for failure. No, people who are dumb that have guns and have kids and don't protect it and then do safety measures when they buy their gun end up in a stupid situation. Yeah. Yeah, that's true because my I grew up my dad having a gun. I watched my dad clean his gun. My dad took care of his gun like it was like the tool that it was. Yeah. <laughs> he was not no any playing around with it. So even for us, I mean, we used to go to the gun range. My dad, I mean, I don't remember ever getting a chance. To, no, I never got a chance to shoot a gun myself. I, I don't know why they didn't. I guess I don't know if I was too young or not or what have you. Out. But um, you know, it's it is that's how we grew up. We grew up in a gun ho- household and. Mm-hmm. You know, to your point, it is it is how and my dad was in the military. So, of course, you know, his appreciation of guns were just is just com- was completely different. You know, come being an immigrant coming here, help, you know, joining the military and then, you know, talking through to us exactly like the power of that weapon. And you know, I'm not to say that there's not had not had been any kind of situations. There has been, but nothing to the point where like we all knew better. Like we knew exactly how, you know, what danger, how, how to respect that tool. So I I do think it depends on the parents. I think the parents who know how to be, how to, how who have respect for that tool Mm -hmm. definitely can teach a a child, uh, you know, whatever child, whatever age they feel like their child knows. I knew, I knew, I knew exactly what was going on when I was around a gun. Yeah. You know, so. All right. We got Jabari again. Did this dude just say a wrench? You got to be kidding. <laughs> Kevin, um, Eve's going to get you when, she, when you, <laughs> you get know it. done with this podcast. I know it. <laughs> you know it. You know it. And he knows it. He's just like, you know what? Let me, let me tell you. There's been plenty of times I'm like, Kevin, I like, I understand what your point is. Like, he's like, listen, these kids ain't going to know if they don't know. You got to let them just let them be. And I'm like, okay, but... We're the parents. They're going to call us. They're not going to call our kids and be like, you know, we know your dad probably set you up, but, you know, you got this. No, they're going to be like, y'all got to come to the school. You have to answer for this. Like, you can't just do that, sir. There are standards, (laughs) Morris. In reference to the why do you want to say it, I had that conversation with my dad the other day because and relating it to like we're native and mm. people love the word savages Ugh. Mm. Ugh. Mm. Um, like but it's like those kind of words that hurt our grandmas and stuff like why are we trying to support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. 
You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Be in that place. Why are we glorifying that place when those people were using those as derogatory um, terms and then trying to use it against so many people? Uh, Why are we trying to exude that stereotype almost an image I don't know it it Mm. confuses me a little bit Mm. yeah Mm. yeah there's still a whole whole unlearning that has to come with native people and words and verbiage and allowance that comes with that that people refuse to have because they don't want to see they're wrong yeah and it's an interesting thing to talk about too, because every time I think about the word savage, I, I remember when Nick Cannon had the whole the whole thing that he got into with the saying that um the Jews are savages or something. He said something along those lines. And I and I had to really break it down. I was thinking to myself, well, like, well, if you look at what's going on in Ethiopia and how they have that they had to have their own Black Lives Matter protests last year when the when all the protests happened in the United States because they were experiencing police brutality. The the Ethiopians that were trying to live in the land of their ancestors too, according to them, um, is all of them. And um, I was thinking to myself, yeah, it is savage. It is a savage. It is savagery. the 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 way that the word was used to paint um, anyone that's indigenous, mm-hmm. I think it actually is more telling the word is more telling about the people who were oppressing that yep. they're they're savages than it is the people that they were that were being oppressed and i feel like that word has to be applied to the right person the right people who were being savages we know what the history of the genocide for indigenous people the genocide of, of african descended people and to me i feel like that word applies more effectively towards that uh, you know what that behavior was the horror of what they did to all of our ancestors, that's savage. And I think that's the way, the way to turn, not turn the word around, but to make it mean what it's supposed to. Because, you know, they be doing them trickery works. Like trickery word they, stuff. After these people gave you soap and water and told you to wash your ass, mm. you, you, you murdered them. Mm. Yeah. The audacity. And then call them savages. But then you, Christopher Columbus is just, com- just completely uh, uh, a monster. <laughs> oh lord <laughs> I like the point that you raised about how people perceive other ethnicities or let's say the majority perceives other ethnicities when they are bearing arms because when you think about it there have been black children that have been murdered mm-hmm. by police mm-hmm. and quote unquote members of the neighborhood watch 
because mm. they were carrying a gun, carrying, a, well, toy guns, right? And people then try to label those children as thugs. Yep. But if it is, for lack of a better name, Uncle Bubba and his family on a, a camping trip, it's totally okay for the six-year-old or the five-year-old to be holding a firearm or holding, mm. you know, a dead animal. So mm. there is a huge, huge double standard. Mm-hmm. Um. I have a question for you, Ruth. Do you think people suffer still from the allowance ignorance? And when I say that, meaning they're not, they're still mentally not used to a different skin color being allowed to be in this place. Mm. I'm to a certain skin color of a person to be allowed to have uh, this opportunity. Mm -hmm. I'm used to um, them being allowed to be next door to me, to have that car, to be able to come to this gun range. Like when I went to buy my gun, I was one of the only quote unquote black people in that store purchasing a gun, purchasing my gun safe, going in the gun range and, and, and trying it out. But at the same time, that didn't make me feel any type of way or like I didn't belong there. Right. Because I'm going to get what I'm going to get and I'm going to pay for what I'm going to, going to pay for. And I think people really have an issue with, oh, they are allowed. I forgot. Mm-hmm. Struggle with the fact, they, they struggle with the fact that they have to be okay because this is legal for them mm-hmm. to to be here to have these things and so i think that is a struggle and especially for georgia right now we going back to some jim crow stuff regarding this voting yep yes why Mm. is such a big deal for people to be fed while standing in line for hours to vote girl it just they just keep reminding us that we are living in a system where there is a defined white dominance by way of white supremacy this feeling that white is supreme and this is what we're stuck in and they keep on telling us that we're don't use the race card and don't use what is this bill other than the race card (laughs) being used against black people because we voted in such droves this time around twice three times whatever many times it was the Stacey Abrams we, we came out for that too like it's just it's us all these years later and it it we don't realize that the 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 hate that we keep experiencing is because people are choosing to be bystanders just what you said earlier or people are choosing to be a part of pushing the hate for whatever their 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 unresolved reasons are but we we need to be clear about what's happening right now this it's just a repeat repeated pattern that we've been seeing you know generation after generation they took the picture in front of the most gruesome type of plantation painting that there was Mm. like levels of reminding other ethnicities to stay in their place but the problem is they did try to suppress voting because for my friend that lives in Atlanta it took her 10 minutes to vote there was no line. Mm-hmm. For me, where I live, 
15 minutes out of Atlanta. It took me three hours. And I got to watch young people walk out of line after standing in line. Oh, my God. And by, like, the 10s, the 15s, you know, all of those votes that we needed because they, they the line was not moving. Well, that's why they passed the bill, right? Because they knew that the young people don't have any patience, so they're going to just walk out the line. Yeah. They're not going to want to wait that long. So while we're living in the essence of what is 2021, they're already full throttle in 2024. Yeah. It's going to be... There's... it. The fight is going to continue because of what we just came out of. And I think people have to realize when it comes down to recognizing like the, the point where you were talking about the ignorance allowance, right? The, mm-hmm. the, is that it's, it's something that people have to realize that when they come and approach a situation like with that, ask, they have to ask themselves why, like really, what am I feeling right now based off of what I'm seeing this black woman in this store buying a gun, Mm-hmm. All of those things they have to process. People have to be be realistic about self-reflecting in the moment to check themselves, like in the moment. And I think the struggle with that is that our schools don't really like all the little stuff I've been hearing about the schools and hate the um what would you do if you were a slave and how would you like this the, the math questions that they've been showing um happening in the school, it's just they're reinforcing that hatred in terms of skin color in the school. So of course, when somebody feels like they're more superior than you, there is a sense of ignorance because they've been taught that their whole entire life. It's been reinforced in everything that has to do with the society. And I'm not saying it's okay. I don't feel like I feel sorry for any of those people, but I do feel like everybody else has to put the mirror in those people's faces. And we're going to have to just be consistent about doing that. The conversations that these type of conversations, they can't end. I mean, people get comfortable again. They don't want to. They 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 want to live in that ignorance is bliss because it just feels safe and comfortable. But the truth is, is that we still find ourselves in these same places over and over again. And then all that finger pointing that we're doing, when they say what one for every finger that's pointing pointing at somebody else, how many fingers are pointing back at us? I think the problem is us. What what the teachers? How you get to put a math question in the in the class about? Um, asking people to tell you what they would do if one slave got four oranges and the other slave. What is the context content, context of the slave uh, using the, the term slavery in the story other than to put that type of subliminal messages? We're talking about stealing kids' lights. Who, why are you doing this, teacher? Or what are you teaching? Why are schools and parents allowing plays to get so far as 15 or 20 students in the first and second grade on stage acting like they're picking cotton. Mm. Like, mm. how, how mm. did it mm. start mm. to how we have an audience and the play is actually in action and we're watching it and then now we want to have a discussion. No, the discussion should have been had when that form and that paper and that alert for the date was put up. You don't have to put children in action of oppression in order to teach them what that was you're doing because you want to show people you still have the allowance to go ahead and oppress right yeah yes and then call it something else oh i'm so sorry i apologize why aren't y'all at least just processing what you're doing like why aren't you thinking about the feeling that you have when you're thinking about this idea 
because it's malicious. There's nothing good that's coming out of this. Not, there's no real positive lesson that's coming out of something like Where that. Where did the children's play for Jewish children in concentration camps? Right there. Is the um, children's play for the um, Asian people that built the railroads in the U.S.? Where are those played? Mm. 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 Because that, if it was, mm-hmm. you would see kids playing um, pilgrims in Indian fighting on stage because it's okay. Yeah. It's not okay. But it's always okay for us as brown people to be on display reenacting oppression. Yeah. Yeah, if if it's not by a, a, a movie or or a play, it's the music. I mean, it's always the same reinforcing, and that that's the thing I think that bothers me the most. That that whole that whole Nick Cannon thing, it just showed me that even a black man, like let's just say he wanted to say everything that he wanted to say, right? I'm not saying that all of it was right. I do feel like you know it was worth talking about the fact that white supremacy it within itself is something that. Every person that has a white skin, to a certain degree, um, can have can have uh, can benefit from the privileges of that. If you are especially uh, European looking, you're going to even benefit even far more than that. And the fact that we continue to be stuck in this situation where if a black person raises their voice to say, you know what, I'm calling the spade a spade, there is savagery in this situation. I feel like the black people who like I listen. What was what's, who was Whoopi Goldberg? She was like, you know, um, oh no, 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 no. It was uh, what's her name, Megan McCain, I think it was. She was like, you know, it's just disgusting that in this day and age, you know, we would even be um, being xenophobic and this, and this, and that. And I'm not saying that that's okay, but what I am saying is that as a black person, I feel like we have far more. Uh, we have. I feel like we should have far more grace and uh, from other people when we're speaking up and saying, this is the way that I see these things that have occurred to, to uh, that have occurred in the society against my people, my experience as a black person in America. And every time somebody does that, it's like, then they try to turn it back around on us and be like, no, you're, you're being hateful. I'm being hateful for telling the truth about what my experience has been. Do y'all know what the word hateful means? And that, that's another thing. It's so manipulated. You know, the word hate is manipulated now. So when you do speak up, I've, there's been so many people that have been online that I've responded back to. And I always ask this question, like, you know, you're sitting here going out of your way to tell me about, let's say, George Floyd and how he wasn't killed by the police officer. You're going out of your way to see something, to tell me something other than what we all saw. Like people, you think people are just crazy. They just got up out of nowhere, decided to protest just because there was a party going out in the streets in the heat. Come on now. Like, where's the common sense? And these folks, they don't seem to understand that they are a part of the problem and putting somebody in a position, these people, these other celebrities like Whoopi Goldberg and all these people, you know, stand up, tell the truth. He's right. There's there is savagery in white supremacy and white supremacy hits all kinds of white people and as well as other people of color who support it. But we don't have to keep pretending like that's not the case because all that does is put us in the same situation. Why are all those Ethiopians out there protesting BLM, with BLM? That don't make any sense. Right. You know. Even down to this um, massage parlor massacre that happened here in Georgia 
um, a week ago or a few weeks ago. They mm. they are still trying to say it, he would just uh, he was just addicted to sex, and mm. anyone affiliated with it that he had experience with, he basically went to kill them. Right? He targeted the women, mm. and he went to two different parlors. And they said he was headed to Florida to fight and shoot against the porn industry. Mm. He was addicted to sex. But in the same token, they're saying, they were trying to say the police officers that um, it's not a hate crime because there's not enough evidence that says so. But they went to the extent of going on his Facebook and taking mm. His racial T-shirts, where he was making fun of Asians in a derogatory way, um, where it was racism against Asians on his Facebook. They took his Facebook down. So, bring mm. up, and they and you don't want to say it. That it's never a, a okay thing to say that anyone of a white descent is a terrorist. Yeah. They have to be something else. They have. They have to be having a bad yeah. day. Yeah, bad day. Mm. Not, even even the guy who, um, I think he, uh, kidnapped uh, a child. I think she was eight years old. Um, abused her, hit her over the head with a shovel, and killed her. And because he pleaded insanity, he he's just out free now. Roaming, mm -hmm. minding his business. Yeah. And it's like, this is why state laws make no sense. There should be a federal law, and that's it. Yes. Yes. And it shouldn't be that hard for us to get a federal law. Either we believe that all lives matter or not. Like, I feel like it's time for us to start holding these words and these terms and this. The, the the manipulation of these words and terms up against the people who keep using them. You want all lives to matter? Mean it. Go pass the bill where all lives actually matter. Go pass the bill where everybody who does this one crime gets the exact same time. Pass it. Go pass the bill where they used to, you reverse the bill where you tell people that they can't pass out water. The, the Bible Belt state? <laughs> the Jesus state? Oh my goodness! But what's what? What is the, that? The only thing that's going to do is make people come out earlier, yeah, or more on purpose. So what's going to yeah. be that? You yeah. can't you can't park in this parking lot before seven o'clock, right? And we don't. We, 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 this is what the America's saying that they want. Y'all want to do this kind of fight and then tell us to, to close our eyes and, and not believe that white supremacy is something that has been dividing all people of color, all poor white people against each other and try to pretend and try to uh, try to manufacture this false hate that we should be having against each other. Just, just, the, okay. Let's just with the whole media thing. Like it's the media's fault in the media. There has to be a camera that captures these things. How do they happen? Where yeah. is this? Are you saying that's a whole camera crew came out here? And everybody in the like this is a movie now. Like they weren't we're in WandaVision and there's like this is what this is what's happening. Do we <laughs> some of the things I just be like America? Come on now. It, it doesn't have to be that hard. Where is the government system that wants to really get down 
to the 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 foreground, which is let's focus on why this constitution is incorrect. Yeah. Let's go point by point on what does not coincide with today's equality and today's justice for these reasons, because that's what the U.S. government business is built upon. That constitution, that constitution is racist still. Mm. That constitution um, has points where people who like prejudice and hate um, like to, you know, finesse things. And until someone comes in some office or some building and wants to go piece by piece through that constitution to correct it and yeah. remove needs to be removed we're going to be talking around in circles about that we'll never get any type of quote-unquote justice because there is so much hate speech within that constitution that makes no sense that constitution provokes hate crimes that constitution makes words mean nothing and makes small words mean a million things and that's the difference Mm. between having a discussion and Mm. versus someone feeling attacked yes 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 and yes it's just a mess i'm gonna play these messages though because they're getting kind of (laughs) long yes that is so true if you look at the whole agent hate situation what what were what was anybody saying when the agent community was beating our black women in the hair stores or yeah. accusing them of stealing when they weren't or freaking in, in China when the coronavirus first started the black people weren't even allowed in businesses and stuff because people were trying to say that black people started the coronavirus I, so mm-hmm. what what was the outrage when all of that was happening and now mm-hmm. a couple of isolated incidents where Asian people just so happened to be killed and especially with the shooting now all of a sudden it's stop Asian hate what the fuck like what happened to stop black hate when the agents was hating the black community. That I feel like that has always been a thing in United States. Which brings me to microaggressions. Um, I don't know if you've taught any of your kids about microaggressions, but basically microaggressions are things said in public that are hostile and derogatory that people basically dress up to mean not what they mean, but they do mean what they mean. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and if you teach your child that microaggressions are okay, then you're basically teaching them things along the lines of, you know, it's okay to say you're too cute to be gay or, you know, the, the three-letter F word is okay to call somebody if they do something different than you. Mm. Or, um, you know, there's no way that... um my child is uh, sexually attracted to this. It's just a phase or purposely misgendering someone because you refuse to um, acknowledge how they want to be represented. Yeah. You know, even down to the fact that we still have to have articles about judges being sworn in um, who get to keep their natural hair. Like, that's a problem. Yes. That's a problem. It the is. PS just backed. Um, it's okay for um, their employees to have um, locks in their hair. 
and have their hair natural to work. UPS. Mm. So that tells you that we do have a lot that we're still picking through and getting rid of. But, you know, you do not want to teach your kids about hate because that creates poor relationships. Um, Kids being depressed and they don't know that they're depressed. Confusion, uh, self-hatred. It perpetuates kids to be super aggressive and have aggressive behavior and bully when all they really want is someone to see them and acknowledge them. Uh, A few years ago, there was a video. It it comes on Instagram every now and again where this this boy was bullying someone's son. And the dad basically talked to the boy and figured out that the boy was just upset because he didn't have what the the other boy had. So he took him shopping. And he acknowledged that you know, that boy that was bullying his son had a, felt a loss and that's why he was being super aggressive towards his son. And he talked to him and he got to get insight on, he just felt without and he was jealous. Mm. He was bullying kids at school and bullying his son. So sometimes it's just like a reflection thing where kids just act out. And I think the the kids that don't get seen um, for their bullying as children, they turn into um, business owners and bosses and uh, executives who just walk around like, you know, they smell great every day. Mm, yes. Uh, 24 hours, seven. Okay. And you can't yeah. tell them nothing. Yeah. And that will trickle down because, the pressure that they're going to put on their their uh, district manager is the pressure that they're going to put on the store managers or, or mm. the office managers. And that's the pressure they're going to put on their sales leader. And then you're just creating a work environment that nobody wants to be in because one person doesn't know that they're just being impossible. And they don't know that they're being impossible because no one corrected them. And so when you don't correct kids when they're young, they just turn up, turn into adults that just need way more correction and people don't have time to. So we just have to be mindful of um, what we teach our kids and what we're not teaching our kids to unlearn. And there are still jobs that expect Black people to be less competent automatically mm. because they And we have to acknowledge that that is also a thing. We all need a level of understanding of other cultures so we can work better and we can work together. Um, We we can learn a lot from our kids. Yes. Just humble ourselves and um, put down our pride and our ego. And I feel like there's a lot of resentment that comes with being hateful because Mm. people don't understand each other. Yeah. And this that sense of humility too. You know, if people haven't learned how to humble themselves and be able to listen and learn from other other people, and I think that that's a part of the hatred too, is that people just want to remain ignorant. They don't want to, you know, look outside themselves. They don't want to challenge the fact that they were possibly raised a certain way. And I say raised a certain way, meaning um, maybe there was some neglect there, right? What, what you're talking about earlier. Maybe there was some jealousy there. Maybe there was. Um, mimicking a, uh, behaviors of a parent 
that they saw, right? Or trying to go out of their way to uh, please a parent because that parent gave them a hard time about everything that they look like. You don't look good enough for this. You don't look good, good enough for that. Like all of these things. Um, and then you add, of course, the the structural part of it and the ideological um, ideological part of it, of white supremacy, which also does a lot in terms of interrupting people's uh, um, ability to know exactly what their strengths are right mm-hmm. without questioning it all the time right i think a lot of people suffer everybody suffers in this system when we continue to keep questioning if we should trust who we really are if we should trust the things that we want to do if we, if we should trust um being ourselves all the time and i think that a large part of some of that that hatred is also self-hate right we have to be careful watching our children and making sure that our children are not exhibiting exhibiting behaviors where they don't like themselves for whatever reason, right? It could have been an inc- encounter at school um, from mm-hmm. that bully who didn't have any uh, any humility, who who uh, made that ch- our child or whoever it is feel a certain kind of way. And then now that child is carrying in that carrying that insecurity with them to the point where it turns to self-hate and turns destructive. And then it becomes something that it could either be a violence outward or violence towards themselves. So, I mean, if I feel like if we're really serious about being a village in this country, then we do have to look at the small things. We do have to recognize, you know, how much character plays plays a role in the type of children that we that we hope that, or we claim that we want to see um, become the adults that are better than the way that we've been. And you know, it's I, I want I think the shows the 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 plat the formats of some of these shows need to change where character is part uh, more of a focus. Uh-huh. I feel like. The storytelling has to be centered around, and it and it does. You know, you see the behaviors of different characters, and you can tell, you know, certain, you know, how certain chain reactions have happened in a family and how they solve the problem. But it doesn't get in any in depth in that. And I think the literal part of it, I think we stay away from the uh, literal. We do like to have like a little, a lot of symbolisms, and um, you know, um, we use the figuratively speaking type of thing or things like that, rather than saying like, this is plainly what this is. This person is dealing with someone who neglected them. They're telling you that they neglect, they were neglected. And they're telling you why now, why they hate themselves. They're telling you why they hate other people. How do we get those people back to the place of being a human being again? And, you know, I don't know if it's going to be a situation where schools solve that problem or if it's how many parents, us as parents do it. But it's definitely a discussion that needs to be broadened and has to be a lot more honest than I think um, some of these, you know, E2020, all these little news stations, they're not really getting to the people. They're not really talking to the people. And I think the more we learn about the people, we learn about ourselves and hopefully can can turn this stuff around because it don't make any sense. Shootings, it doesn't doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And I I know you're not and I know I'm not, uh, but just to make sure that you're not raising your children to okay being peer pressured to hate because other kids are hating or when a child is in trouble, pull out your phones and record it and not help the child or defuse the situation in a smart way. Now we know like if there's weapons involved, you're not telling your child to go in the middle and separate them. But at the same time, like if you see that, there's no weapons and it's just a child purposely picking on someone else. Don't encourage it. Don't laugh. Don't, you know, take it as, oh, let me get this on video because I could get a like a lot of likes because that's the thing now. And I I would be so disappointed if one mm. of my 
children were one of those kids with cell phones recording instead of helping. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. But those are the kids that are out here right now. And um, any child just not knowing or not understanding, instead of them ask for an explanation or know how to, you know, go up to someone and ask them politely, hey, what is this? Or what are you eating? Or not while they're eating. I'm always teaching my kids, I don't talk to people about what they're eating while they're eating. Wait till the next (laughs) day. Or ask them afterwards, hey, um, uh, I saw you tearing up such and such at lunch. Um, What were you eating? You know, just to be um, knowledgeable about something. Like, I've never had poo-poo, but I see people tearing it up. And, you know, you could go on YouTube now and figure out what things are. You don't physically have to ask a human being what things are. And it's all about just not being ignorant and crutching on your ignorance to make it feel like, oh, it's something okay to do. Like, you don't have to call somebody out their name to get their attention. You don't have to um, pick on someone uh, to give them, like, some idea that you see them or you like them. Just be like, I like you. I know, I don't know, but I like you. Just be honest. And it is this form of honesty that I'm trying to push for my kids to have because I'm super honest. And when you're super honest, nobody can't say anything about you or what you didn't do or what you didn't say or what you did say because everybody gets to know you on the same level. You're consistent. Yeah. And it's about being consistent and um, minding your manners and as a parent today, you know why your father was so strict, right? You know why they were so big on like um, manners and please and thank you and speaking appropriately. Because when you look at kids act a fool, what do you mm. think about think about their parents? Mm. Because they're a child, they're still in a, a a position of guidance or needing guidance, and it's other people around that child that you just like, hmm. I don't know where they got that from, but I know that's not childlike. You know what I'm saying? So you know it's yeah, someone. Yeah. And it's about being aware of all these things out here that constantly on a daily teach your kids how to hate. Even the games. There's this game that my girls constantly like downloading on their iPads. And it's basically um, something buddy where you just basically hit the screen and beat up this cartoon character. Mm. Just like mm, why, mm, why yeah. this, this game it's funny you just beat him up and, and the more you hit him the more you see him bruised up and it's those type of little things that seem playful that perpetuate it's okay to pick on somebody it's okay to do something because you're going to get something out of it and so it's all about being mindful of what you watch um, it was cool to watch gargoyles with my brother when I was little because it was gargoyles. Those are not real. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't think my mom would have been okay with us watching a cartoon about little kids being beat up and, you know, you you getting some type of award for that. And I think that's that's where we live right now, where that is seen as okay. Oh, you beat somebody up at school again? You know, give me high five, give me some dap. Like, that's nothing to dap up about. Right, right. 
Yeah. And I feel like there's a culture of cool, like uh, the more of a rebel, the more uh, destructive you are, the cooler you are. Yeah. And it's like, that's, that's been brief. Uh, every time you see a show, it's like, it's a bully on TV. You know, he's probably going through something. I mean, I think they probably started writing that a lot more, re- more recently, like in the nineties, maybe the later to early 2000 shows and stuff like that. But before, previous to that, it was just the bully and the focus was on the kid that was getting bullied. He was going to be the hero one day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's it's just being reinforced to us like this is this is what society is supposed to be. And, you know, I remember a lot a lot of older parents like Generation Xers. They'll be like, you know, y'all need to. And I do it sometimes, too. Like the kid, the fact that my kids don't have enough scars. I feel like, you know, I don't know. I feel like when I say scars, I mean, like they ran outside. They bust scra- scraped that good knee. You know, they got a couple of <laughs> now when they get a little a little scratch it's like mommy i need a band-aid you need a band-aid for that little scratch go sit down somewhere like you know <laughs> like really get a real battle wound like go out there ride the bike tumble over a couple times because you tried something but that's just my my gripe <laughs> but my the generation the xers they'll be like you know these kids they don't know what it's like y'all y'all babying these kids and they're gonna be out here in the world they're not gonna know how to fend for themselves it's like but we shouldn't have to teach kids that in order for them to fend for themselves it has to come with some kind of violence why can't we teach kids to know how to have discussions conversations ask questions get to the bottom of something and really understand what a problem is so that it doesn't have to be solved by violence and you know we've just been reconditioned into that for so long that anything outside of that is you're being boring or you're not fun and all this other stuff and it's like but then we all upset when the stuff happened all over again it's it's, I think it's just that balance to, of 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 life just happening, and then people really wanting to fix the problems, and then of course you got the other people who are just like, well, just let things be and stop making things more than what they are, and it's like, but you can't make something more than what it is if you're just talking about what it is. You're just talking about what it is. So there's a lot to work with. There's a lot to work on. I think that you know, I think our generation though, I feel like we have we. I've talked to a lot of people that's in our, you know, mid, early thirties, mid thirties that are talking about this type of parenting and having these deep conversations where we think about character and behavior and how not to be a part of it. So that gives me hope. Uh It does. It just, on the other side of it, what doesn't give me as much hope is sort of the, the pacifying, like, you know, we want standards, but it's like, well, I mean, don't be too, don't, you know, let the kids be kids. It's like the kids ain't being kids if they acting like adults. Exactly. And you know what? I'm with you on normalizing um, your children being able to have discussions about what they don't understand and not picking on people because they don't understand something. And a lot of that would help people in the work environment because if I'm having a discussion with you as your manager or your yeah. sales or, or as your boss and yeah. you are bawling, crying because I'm having a discussion on correction to make you better, oh that tells me that your parents never had discussions on you with you on being a better person. Yeah. And that is your parents' fault. Yeah. But you are at an age now because you're in the workspace to understand that it is okay for you to have a review and have expectations for yeah. the next months. There's nothing to cry at. I'm not saying I hate you. I'm not right. saying you're tired. I'm saying there's room for improvement. And a lot of people don't know how to 
have those discussions. So just because someone is having a discussion on your behavior or a lack of um, doesn't mean they don't like you. It just means they know. Oh my gosh. Improve. Yes. But you know, I think who have it the hardest are people who are like older, like in their like mid forties or late forties in their fifties. If they're, they have it, like they make it, you, you would think, I've worked with so many older people that I'm just like, why am I talking to you like you're my child? I can't deal <laughs> with this. I'm supposed to be looking up to you. You're supposed to be giving me some wisdom, telling me something. Yeah. We shouldn't even be having any of these discussions. And you, and then, you know, there's, there's one lady I used to work with, she used to just be, every time it was like, the social workers, this, and this is coming, they're coming by and they, they're always coming to get the kids. And this woman's trying to take the kids, my granddaughter away from me, all this other stuff. And then I see your behaviors and I'm thinking to myself, well, this is why your children behave the way they behave. You t- you have no sense of ownership or accountability or responsibility or anything. Of course, your kids are mimicking the exact same thing that you're doing. And you're mad? Yeah. Fix that. Yeah. Mm. Please fix mm-hmm. that. So I just want to say um, thank you to everybody that's been listening, who left a comment, anybody that wants to leave any closing comments on um, anything they would like to provide. Um, This episode will be used on Cozy One Podcast. Um, So if you left a message and it wasn't along the topic, I purposely didn't play it because I didn't want it to get off topic. It's not because I didn't want to play it, but I just really want to focus on um, this, this kids thing, what we teach them, and this hate thing because it blocks out so many great things that can be in a space because something about hate was not worked on. Yeah. So um, I just I just wish all parents can uh, humble themselves to know that they have room for growth still. Yes. Yes. And I wish that you know what I teach my child would be the only thing that they learn but that's not reality and the reality is there are parents to children who are amazing children who might be same-sex parents who Mm. might be uh, transgender who might come from somewhere completely different it doesn't make that child less than and because that child is exposed to a different type of lifestyle than the lifestyle that I live. It's yes. not rub off on my child. It's not a plague. And um, just get out of the mindset of feeling like, you know, I don't believe in that. I don't celebrate that. I don't recognize that. But that gives me the okay to disrespect that. It doesn't give you the okay to disrespect it. I think we can all respect people as individuals, families, as being those families. But Mm. I'm not going to raise my child to not see people who are different. I'm just not. Yeah. And and I think just to kind of button up on that too, to that point, is that we just have to decide, like when we're saying that we want better, and this is something that helps me too, even in this whole- Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. 
Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Conversation, I'm like, you know, I could be a better parent here and a better parent there. I guess I could kind of, I never think I thought about this this way. Maybe I can adjust this or just that, you know, I, even I walked away like humbling myself in this situation because, you know, we don't talk in depth about certain things just for me to bring it up. Like it's, you know, the kids will see something or maybe I'll, we'll see something together and we'll talk about it. Um, But it is important for me to continue to keep that dialogue open so that my kids don't ever feel like, no one listened to them, right? So now they go into the world and be, you know, these destructive people trying to become, uh, gaining, um, creating like codependencies on other people because they need that validation. And it's a reminder for me that I have to constantly keep remembering that in this time when they're getting older, that the balance is that I do have to create dialogue in this as, as they're older, right? Just like consistently. I do have to ask them about topics and things like that versus when they were younger, if they saw something, we talk about it. So that that really is my take takeaway in terms of like trying to make sure that I take uh, fill that gap that I think that I probably could have filled better as a parent, which is just not being afraid to introduce conversation, and not necessarily that I've ever been afraid to. I just kind of like we ride the wave, you know. If it comes up, we're looking at it, let's talk about it. Um, mm-hmm. But why not challenge them even more? Um, to think about different things they they're very uh their their grasp of things is are is like very um mature um so you know that's something too as a parent like recognizing our cho- our, our children's maturity level um and knowing and how to apply that balance of truth versus you know letting them just be those kids and and um hopefully we, we always hope that in the end, the outcome is that our kids do listen to the things we tell them and that they do replicate the the behaviors that we want to see in the world, which is people that are accountable, that are honest, that are authentic um, and that are um, a humble, you know, to your point, too. So this was a this was a fantastic one. I, I really enjoyed chit chatting about this because I think people need to talk about it. You know, I enjoy talking to you. I'm going to play these last two messages and then we go close up the show. Yes, ma'am. Kids 
if the parents discipline their kids like they should, the mm. kids wouldn't be how they are today. I agree. I agree. But you might have a parent like mine that didn't believe in discipline. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's the how the discipline too. Which one do you use? The rod or the reasoning? Yeah. They both hard. Yeah. Hello, ladies. Hello. How are you guys doing? What you ladies doing? My bad. Much love to you. Much love to your co-host. Stonecutter. Do a live with me sometime later. Much love. Thank you. Probably won't. Yeah. Well, it's been great, girl. Yes. You know, I hope you have a good week. Unless um, you and Kev take it easy. Yes. I am ready for tomorrow and not ready for tomorrow at the same time. <laughs> yeah, I hope you have a great week as well. And you know what? I'm, one thing I'm learning myself in, in my weeks I'm getting better at is looking at the thing right in front of me. And that's been mm. looking at the thing in front of me and not looking at the things that I want it to be. Because <laughs> every week I'm like, oh, if I got to talk to one more, you a dog person. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but yes, it's been great. So. Right. Deuces. Yeah.